0: Ingrid, yesterday, uh, Ingrid Betancourt also said that uh, peace should start, you know, we should start to construct peace within ourselves. And it reflected this uh, famous quote of UNESCO uh, Constitution uh, Preamble that uh, since war begins in the mind of men, uh, we should start to build the peace in the mind of men, too. Um, so uh, y- the, the UN acknowledged very early the potential of the media uh, to to do that. Um, The problem is that there are different ways of conceiving uh, the use of media in peace building processes. And my point today will be uh, to show that because of the lack of current strategy within the UN uh, in the way they use their media in peacekeeping uh, operation, uh, they might be missing great opportunities to. promote and contribute to the long-term peacebuilding process. Uh, I will do that uh, by first introducing uh, this peacekeeping uh, radio operation, and then I will focus on one case study, that is Radio capi in DRC, and, and, and try to, sh- to show you what are the different challenges and potential of those, of those radios. But to start with, uh, first, why should peace operation, UN peace operation at all, Use media. Uh, radi- the use of radios within peacekeeping operation is, uh, has to be seen as a byproduct of uh, post Cold War expansional growth of peacekeeping and their mandates, including election pro- uh, institution building, organization of election process. So, in this context, uh, you can imagine that the capacity of the UN to communicate to communicate with the local population to explain what this mandate is about what the population can expect from them, what they cannot expect from them, uh, was central. Uh, If you think of election process, for example, when you have to uh, explain to a population that perhaps never voted before what the uh, ballot secrecy uh, 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 concept means, uh, a media is essential to do that. Um, But... Then you could ask why radios, uh, specifically. Uh, You need to remember we're talking about conflict and post-conflict environments, that often uh, the infrastructures are very, very weak. Uh, Illiteracy rates can be very high. So the radio remains uh, the cheapest and the most popular media uh, very often in those contexts. Then we can ask why the UN uh, uh, don't uh, work with local media. Uh, Why do they need to create their own radios? In fact, most of the time, it's what they do. They uh, only produce content and then let uh, local media broadcast them. But in certain contexts, uh, they perceive the local uh, media environment as so weak or not reliable enough. So they see little uh, other practical alternative than to create their own uh, full uh, production and broadcasting uh, facility, so their own radios. And that's the second model. Uh, so far, 11 peacekeeping operations uh, created uh, a full radio uh, uh, station. Um, you have two types of radios, those that are uh, fully uh, established and run by the UN. Uh, and that might be the ideal model for the UN, because they, re- they, they have full control. But uh, it's also the most demanding. You, running a radio requires a uh, very uh, specific skill. Uh, skills and that's, those are not really the kind of skills that you easily find within the UN. So, um, in order to have ex- access to those uh, uh, to those uh, skills, to these expertise, in order also to perhaps uh, bypass uh, uh, the the UN administrative hassle, in order to uh, answer uh, m- to be more responsive to the evolving needs of uh, of the media, they sometimes invited an external partner uh, to run and to set up the, the radio in partnership. Uh, we have two uh, cases uh, falling in this category of joint venture. Uh, the two first, I mean, were Radio Capi in DRC and Radio Miraya in uh, South Sudan. And both were uh, set up in partnership with uh, Fondation Yordel, a uh, Swiss-based NGO specialized in media development. Um, So let's have a a look to uh, uh, Radio Capi to see how it practically works. So as you know, Congo is a huge country, um, about uh, four times the size of France. Um, In in Congo, you have uh, a main studio in Kinshasa, on the left, and then you have regional studios in the provinces. Uh, You also have a broadcaster uh, uh, around the country, and that enables you to to broadcast uh, with FM in uh, the world country. Um, Again, Congo, uh, the infrastructure are very weak, so you have almost no roads. Uh, So without the UN uh, providing uh, with transports, uh, with communication means, uh, with security, it would be uh, almost impossible to have uh, such a reach. In fact, Radio RadioCap is currently the only uh, media in the country, uh, the only Congolese uh, uh, radio to have such a, a national scope. Um, but, and again, the interest of such a partnership is that with a partner, uh, you might have somebody who is able to uh, respond more quickly uh, to fill the gap when the UN are not able to, uh, to, to bring the necessary resources. But the main contribution of Fondation Hurondelle in this partnership is certainly its uh, uh, media and journalistic uh, expertise. So they help to uh, select journalists, to train them. Uh, they, ne- they help to uh, set up an editorial line uh, that will resonate with the population. And uh, then also monitor uh, the respect of this editorial line and of uh, you know, journalism orthodoxy. Radio Kapi is broadcasting in uh, four uh, different languages, vernacular languages, and in French uh, for the news. The rest of the programs are broadcast in French, and the programs are the scope of the programs are, is very broad too. They, it's about political process, election, health issue, uh, education, uh, entertainment, music, uh, sport. So it's very broad, and uh, according to the last audience survey, uh, Radio capi has. Uh, 14 million listeners a day. Uh, so it's a substantial number. Um, but what's interesting is that this audience survey also shows that what the uh, Congolese uh, want to listen on this radio, listen to on this radio are mainly news. Uh, what they want, uh, when, when they uh, uh, turn uh, to Radio capi uh, frequency, is national information produced according to journalistic standards of impartiality and professionalism. That's first. Second, they want to listen to political debates. Uh, then uh, come educational and musical programs. So when you, you see this, then you see that what the po- Congolese population is expecting from this radio is that radio, ca- is that, radio that plays a really uh, public service media role, um, as you know that's precisely the, 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 the role of uh, public service media is to inform, uh, educate, and entertain, uh, but this idea of public service media also encapsulates the, the idea of diversity of content, uh, the fact that editorial line should be uh, protected from uh, interferences, it also encapsulates the idea of uh, viability and accountability of the, of the media. And that's why such an expectation from the uh, Congolese population vis-a-vis the UN radio raised many issues. And I would like to uh, now raise two of them, uh, which are central, I think. First, the mandate given to to those radio, and second, the sustainability of their legacy. So first, concerning the mandates, um, if you look at the Security uh, Council resolution and the SOFA agreement between uh, the UN mission and the host state, you see that the mandate of uh, those dis- of Radiocapi is rather narrowly expressed. Uh, those documents uh, only documents say uh, that the radio should broadcast information on the mission's mandate. So that's what those documents say. Of course, you can say that the mission mandate, uh, your, the MONUSCO mandate in this con- in, in the country is so broad that it allows radio Radiocapi to uh, broadcast general information of public interest. But, n- perhaps not so surprisingly, the Congolese authorities recently argued the contrary. It was just after the radio uh, broadcast uh, the interview of uh, the spokesperson of the rebel uh, movement M23, uh, that is currently active in the east part of the country. The authorities didn't really like to hear uh, this person on Radio Capi. So um, they decided to jam the radio. That, that was the very first time they dared to do so, was uh, in December uh, last year. And the jamming lasted only four days, but then they sent a, a letter to the radio saying that the radio should respect the uh, SOFA agreement. Uh, which, according to their interpretation, mean that the radio should broadcast uh, information on MONUSCO's mandate and only on this mandate. Um, So the fact that the Security Council resolution and the SOFA uh, do not uh, clearly affirm uh, this public service mandate uh, of the radio is problematic. And this reluctance might also be partly explained by the fact that the UN have not yet adopted a clear distinction between two different uses of those radio, First, they're used as a diplomatic, uh, public diplomacy tool, on one side. And on the other side, they're used as a media development tool, media development in, sem, uh, in the sense uh, tool aimed to promote democratic media, sphere, to professional journalism standards, and the right to information. This distinction is essential because without it, the perception that the media uh, uh, might be intended to serve uh, propaganda needs may damage uh, its credibility. And the loss of uh, credibility uh, with the target target audience can be fatal to the capacity of the radio to contribute to the peace process. But within the UN, the first motivation to run radio station was certainly driven by uh, the desire to create a consensus around the missions mandate and a fears of hate media. So a perceived need to combat anti-UN sentiment. And this motivation led to a public diplomacy approach uh, in the first place. And only then came the desire to provide something resembling uh, media development. Doing both might remain a a cycle uh, difficult to square, uh, but it is perhaps possible to inverse the priorities uh, by stating that the adherence to UN-endorsed standards for professional journalism is the best way to preserve the credibility of the UN radio, and therefore its ability to diffuse remorse and to provide a lasting contribution uh, to the peace process. A credible radio uh, might then offer spaces uh, for broadcasting strategic communication messages, but those should uh, clearly be distinguished uh, and should not interfere with the news production. But for now, uh, in most of the UN uh, radios, the editorial line is still decided upon by UN public information officials, who are given inconsistent uh, objectives. Sometimes, with uh, an external, external partner who was raison d'être and expertise, uh, is to monitor the implementation of media development and journalism, journalism standards. But uh, this partner doesn't have the last edit- uh, uh, editorial decision power. And in addition to uh, editorial matters, this ambiguity in the mandate given to those radio. Uh, also have an impact on the sustainability of its legacy. As the UN radios have almost always uh, been viewed uh, viewed as temporary activities uh, designed to achieve uh, time-bound goals, mainly public diplomacy for the mission, once the mandate of the mission was over, the radio were simply shut down, uh, leaving, of course, a great gap uh, in the local media. local media landscape. Radio Capi might uh, represent an exception in, in this regard. Um, in the new uh, Memorandum of Understanding between uh, Fondation Yordel and the UN signed in 2011, uh, this position uh, states uh, the importance uh, of Radio KPI uh, in, the, in this country. And the party agrees that they have to explore and develop viable options uh, uh, for its long-term sustainability. One of the major issues will, of course, be the funding of the radio. So uh, for the first time, the UN accepted in this uh, agreement that one of its radio could introduce uh, revenue-producing activities. It is indeed uh, crucial uh, to develop (coughs) such capacities already now, uh, if one day the the radio is to be running without uh, the mission support. Nevertheless, the problem is that by giving Radio Cappy uh, the opportunity to engage in revenue producing activities, you might create a situation of unfair competition with other local actors, media actors. So, to prevent this, um, uh, this risk, um, what they try to do is to set up um, a network of partner radios. Uh, you see some of them, I think, uh, on this map, too. Uh, those are mainly. Uh, um, Community radios that have a very important role on a very local basis and the deal is that those radio uh, will benefit from uh, training equipment support and so on and in exchange they will broadcast part of the radio KPI, uh, uh content so it's create a sort of win win situation as it extends the, the scope of uh, radio capi um, so even if uh, It's not possible to make this model of a national uh, 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 independent media sustainable. Um, The contribution uh, through a stronger network of local uh, radios uh, might remain. So in order to conclude, because I think I'm running out of time, uh, what I think is required for the future of those UN peace operation radios are first a better distinction uh, between the public diplomacy and the media development mandate given to those radio, and then uh, development of strategies for the sustainability of their legacy. Thank you for your attention.